break 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 you are now listening to breakthrough news You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 2nd of April 2021. Very happy to be back with you on this Friday, closing out the week here on The Punch-Out. We are, of course, back in our natural habitat now, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday here on Breakthrough News. We've got many things for you here today, as we always do. We're going to be talking about toxins and Pop-Tarts. Yeah, that's right. We're going to also be updating you on the just unbelievable killing spree that the president of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, continues to push forward. But before we get to either of those two very important stories, we're going to start with the bipartisan, but certainly very much owned by President Biden, border crisis happening currently. Well, anger has been emerging across the country recently as images of thousands of children packed into unsafe facilities at the southern border have emerged. The more than 5,000 children in Border Patrol custody has punctured the image of the Biden administration as strongly pro-immigrant and left the White House scrambling to prepare temporary facilities to house up to 15,000 children and also scrambling to explain why their mantra that they would end kids in cages doesn't seem to be the case. And as we have learned today from a very recent ProPublica report, the rush pace of the Biden administration to address this crisis means that they've started cutting corners on safety for these unaccompanied minors. ProPublica notes, quote, uh, that in addition to just the emergency measures that in, quote, even in its permanent shelter network, there are some facilities whose grants were renewed this year despite a record of complaints about physical or sexual abuse of children. So just to summarize, again, cutting safety corners with these emergency facilities around uh, uh, unaccompanied minors and also renewing contracts for permanent shelters where there are records of physical and sexual abuse of children. The ProPublica goes on to note here that, quote, there are no safety standards in place in the new facilities. One new site in Midland, Texas, was briefly closed to new arrivals after the state warned that its water wasn't drinkable. That site and others have been staffed with volunteers who may not have passed background checks and speak no Spanish. One potential site, a NASA research center in Moffitt, California, was scuttled after local protesters pointed out it was near a known Superfund site with high levels of toxic chemicals, end quote. And as it regards abuse in the permanent shelter system run by the Department of Health and Human Services, and that's how they do it, is they are holding these kids in these disgusting uh, conditions under Border Patrol, then they transfer them to Health and Human Services, and then they put them in these emergency shelters or these permanent shelters. But again, back to the abuse in the permanent shelter system, uh, ProPublica notes, quote, one grant went to a Texas facility that children were removed from in 2018 amid allegations that staffers were drugging them 
and that had previously fired a staff member for placing a child in a chokehold in 2019. Two organizations that have faced repeated allegations of sexual abuse also had their grants renewed, end quote. Now, some experts noted to ProPublica that there are, quote-unquote, no good choices, detailing that the alternative is mainly the CPB shelters that are clearly totally objectionable and not safe or secure. And one major issue in addition to space is, as some of the previous comments would certainly imply, finding qualified personnel, which there are, of course, not an unlimited number of, not to mention the fact that we're still in a pandemic. So uh, there are a lot of challenges around COVID-19. You're trying to hire people, but do you have the correct protections that make them feel safe to even come in and take the job if they are licensed? Some Democrats have essentially used this state of affairs to more or less just excuse the Biden administration, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who put out a video about how this is different than the outrages at the border under Trump. And, you know, AOC and many others are, are right in one sense. I mean, the outrages that were mainly driving the news cycle was the use of family separation as a weapon. And this is a different issue. It's about unaccompanied minors coming to the border by themselves. But I, I don't know what possible difference it makes to point that out. I mean, these are unaccompanied minors. These are extremely vulnerable children. So even though, yes, it is certainly good that family separations aren't being used as a weapon, the level of cruelty being meted out to these children can't be downplayed. Just because the U.S. government says we weren't ready for it doesn't make it any better. And also, I mean, to say we're not ready for it and to look for excuses really absolves the Biden administration and Joe Biden himself of, you know, the past actions and actually causing the problem in the first place. And it wasn't just Joe Biden, but he was one of many politicians that has been behind these policies that have destabilized Central America, creating the problem in the first place. First, as a senator, of course, he was championing the so-called free trade deals that ravaged the Central Americans' countryside. Later, as vice president of the Obama administration, he was complicit in supporting the same right-wing governments in power that uh, in countries like Guatemala and Honduras that created human rights nightmares with high poverty and extreme violence that has driven and continues to drive people to immigrate in the United States in large numbers, including large numbers of unaccompanied minors. In fact, more than ever before, over 18,000 in the month of March. The U.S. policies directly complicit in this. You take Honduras, for example, where the Obama administration supported a coup. Joe Biden, again, was the vice president, where they provided hundreds of millions in aid to the leaders of Guatemala and Honduras and other countries in Central America who have used them just to further militarize the country, not to improve the social situation, which is why people continue to flow to the U.S.'s southern border. Biden really is just reaping the fruits of his own past policies. And quite frankly, it's clear that he overstated the amount of real change he was going to bring as it regards the border for electoral reasons. He wanted to use it against Trump. It was one of the uh, human rights disaster, just terrible cruelty what Trump was doing at the border. I'd rather focus, this is Biden now, on the accumulated legacy from both parties, including himself, leading them to cause a problem, do nothing to prepare for the problem's consequences, uh, which obviously does limit what immediate change could happen. Biden 
Biden didn't emphasize any of that. He chose to emphasize the sunny rhetoric about how he was very pro-immigrant to focus on a handful of cruel Trump policies that they knew they could roll back quickly to clearly imply that there would be no more kids in cages and that these terrible images that people are seeing now of these young people uh, in these horrible conditions, that that sort of behavior would end. That's what they were selling on the campaign trail, whatever they say now. But now that the photographs are coming out under them, they want people to cut them slack and say, oh, what can we really do? We weren't really repaired and, and so on and so forth. Well, what do you want credit for? For causing a problem, totally failing to prepare for its consequences, not changing course in any way, shape or form over a decade of these same policies, and then not having any sort of plan or ability that can address this issue other than violate the human rights of children. I mean, from beginning to end, past, present and future, it seems that there is nothing to, to give or cut slack on only to condemn when it comes to the Biden administration. I mean, it's Biden, it's Trump, it's Obama, it's Clinton, it's Bush. It was many of the biggest names in politics now. It's a bipartisan border crisis and everyone involved, past, present, and future, needs to be condemned for it, not excused, regardless of what the immediate circumstances may say. In early March, we reported to you on Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte's call to annihilate the massive communist movement in the Philippines, stating that his security forces suggest kill them all and issuing a shoot-to-kill order against all those perceived to be communists. And his massive drug war, in addition to that, that has wantonly killed tens of thousands of other people under the false pretense of law enforcement. New information reported by Al Jazeera today shows that one particular element of this death drive has been the killing of lawyers, and particularly lawyers representing people protesting the brutal capitalist policies of Duterte's regime and its cronies and its elite backers. Lawyers representing indigenous communities fighting destructive economic projects, fighting for the land rights of peasants against human rights abuses by the police have all been particularly targeted. Al Jazeera notes specifically, quote, in the five years since Duterte became president, dozens of people in the legal profession have been brutally attacked, often with deadly consequences. According to the Free Legal Assistance Group, 61 lawyers, prosecutors, and judges have been killed during Duterte's term, higher than all the recorded deadly attacks on lawyers in the last 50 years under six previous presidents, end quote. Most of the lawyers attacked and killed had previously, and judges too, by the way, had previously been quote-unquote red-tagged. This is a process where someone is declared by supporters of Duterte to be communist, sometimes by the government itself, to be communist, and then they're marked for death as alleged members of the targeted Communist Party. Needless to say, these connections are almost always bogus. Red tagging is also used against social activists of all sorts, pretty much the people who the lawyers are representing, to clear the way to assassinate them, to try to disrupt the popular movements that they're a part of. And it often involves, you know, publicly plastering the face and the name of individuals on flyers, sometimes on huge banners, uh, alongside various allegations of support for communism. And they'll put them all over a given area, neighborhoods, sometimes whole cities to publicly mark these people for any vigilante Duterte supporter to come assault them or kill them. And oftentimes fake legal cases are trumped up against them for communist sympathies to add on to that as well. 
Duterte's reign of terror has seen over 30,000 people killed in what this recent report shows is a true all-out assault on his strongest critics. Duterte is using anti-communism as a broad brush to attack literally anyone criticizing the policies he supports, like sweatshop labor, destroying the environment in every possible way, and giving land to big businesses and landlords to exploit for extractive industries, not for peasants to grow food to help feed the people of the Philippines. And on top of all that, he's using this so-called drug war to terrorize the population writ large into submission. You stand up against him, he's saying, we'll cut you down. You think about joining them, we'll cut you down. And we don't even really need a reason for it. The U.S., of course, is happy to support all this, especially as long as they want to manipulate and use the Philippines as a tool against China. TBHQ, a chemical used to make Pop-Tarts, Cheez-Its, and 1,200 other foods last for a long time, is, it seems, also a chemical that weakens your immune system. Not only is there evidence that TBHQ may make flu vaccines less effective, it's also linked to a rise in food allergies. And again, it's in just over 1,200 common processed foods. But despite that, as the Environmental Working Group points out, quote, additives like TBHQ were approved by the FDA decades ago, and the agency does not consider new science to reassess the safety of food chemicals, end quote. The FDA does not consider new science to reassess the safety of food chemicals. Wow. It also, by the way, TBHQ is not listed oftentimes in the ingredient tables on many of the products it's in. So you don't even know how to avoid it nine times out of 10. Even worse for your immune system, many of these same foods are wrapped using packaging that contains PFAS, a group of toxic chemicals known as forever chemicals that may leach into the food. And again, as the Environmental Working Group points out, quote, human epidemiological studies show that PFAS suppresses immune function and decreases vaccine efficiency. Recently published research has also found a link between high levels of PFAS in the blood and the severity of COVID-19, end quote. And this is all part of a larger problem here of the FDA not appropriately regulating all sorts of chemicals known to be problematic in many foods. Like, for instance, potassium bromide, which is in many breads and dough-based products. It's known for increasing one's risk of getting cancer and in the European Union, it's banned from being in foods. FD&C colors, red 3, red 40, yellow 5, yellow 6, blue 1, blue 2, green 3. You've probably heard of these in different food colorings and dyes and so on and so forth. They're in a ton of things. Well, they're also known for causing neurological issues in children. And I mean, hey, when do we all become hooked on these bright colored sweet drinks? So, you have a situation where the FDA regulatory processes don't continually reconsider the science on additives that are legally allowed to be added to foods. So years after we know that they're causing massive problems, causing cancer, suppressing immune systems, creating neurological problems in children, companies are allowed to continue putting them in foods. Many of them, by the way, marketed directly towards children. And there's no government recourse to address it. You just have to do the research yourself and look at everything you buy to prevent from being toxically poisoned. You know who probably likes that? 
agribusiness and the big food companies who also spend a lot of money on politicians and lobbying too. Good for their profits, no doubt, but bad for your health. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 